Today's episode is an optimistic episode because we're going to go back to when Grace and I had a chance to go to Strategicon here in LA. This was the convention we went to right before the pandemic kind of hit. I mean, maybe it was about a month before a lot of things started shutting down. We went in February over President's Day weekend, I believe. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I'm wanting to share this episode because in hopes of things opening up in the next few months and hopefully be able to get into some conventions by the end of the year. I think uh, this is fairly wishful thinking and I think a lot of us want to say it will happen but are scared about being too confident about it happening. But either way, I want to share this episode with you because it is an optimistic look and hope for the future. And also, before we get into this episode, one thing and one last reminder is the GBL Conference. If you go to GBLConference.com, you can sign up, use the coupon code BGE to save some money on the conference and help support our podcast. Really excited for this conference. Some really great speakers. Uh, Board Game with Education is also hosting a something called a Giphy Meme Challenge. I kind of made that title. Uh, I'm excited for it, though, because as you attend the conference, you'll hear from some awesome, interesting speakers and panelists. And as you attend, you'll be able to take some notes on some things you've learned or some things that stood out from you or stood out for you. And then what you can do is find a GIF or a meme to share on social media and share at Share it as a representation of what stood out to you for that day at the conference. And kind of maybe you can describe a little bit about why you chose that meme or why you chose that GIF. Really excited to see what people come up with. I mean, you can even go as far as creating your own. I have an example of one on our Twitter. So if you go to Board Game with Education's Twitter, and that's at BGE underscore games, you'll be able to see what what an example looks like. So again, really excited for that. That conference is going to be April 16th through the 18th. So be sure to sign up. There's not a lot of time left by the time this episode's out. And as always, if you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com. All right, let's get to the episode. Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Statz. Welcome to another episode of Board Game with Education. This is a special episode, special release episode. We're going to talk about our experience at Strategigon. And when I say we, I mean my wife, Grace, and I, we're going to talk about what we did there, some of the games we played, and our overall experience at the convention. It is a local convention that happens about three times a year in Los Angeles. So be sure to listen into that. Also, we are really trying to expand our brand and create more content for you. So we have a YouTube channel. You can find it at Board Game with Education if you search that on YouTube. You'll see a couple videos. There's some up there about World's XP as well as our first board game night event episode. We will be releasing board game event night episode number two very soon. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to check that out. Also on those episodes, we talk about different games we play during our event night episodes. So definitely check out our YouTube channel. We will also be releasing very soon a special release episode about the board game Gladius. This is a game based on the gladiator battles in Roman times where you, you're not, you're not playing as a gladiator, but you're actually 
choosing and trying to figure out who's going to win the gladiator fight. So be sure to check that out if you're interested. It's on Kickstarter right now if you search Gladius. That's G-L-A-D-I-U-S. But we'll have a special release episode coming to you very soon before that Kickstarter ends. All right, let's get into the episode and hear a bit about our experience with Strategicon. Welcome to a special episode of Board Game with Education. We are sitting inside a parking <laughs> parking lot, inside a parking garage, inside a vehicle recording right now because we are going where? Strategicon convention. Strategicon con. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to Strategicon in Los Angeles. They do this convention three times a year over the long holiday weekends this weekend it's president's day so we are gonna check it out i think it's called orc con this one they have different names for each of them i'm actually not sure this is our first one so we'll probably come back to the other two this year as well this is actually my first one in the u.s oh my gosh that's right yeah my first convention in the u.s you weren't at pax unplugged so what's our game plan today, Grace? I have some ideas, but I kind of want to hear what, what you're expecting and what what are we going to talk about on the show? I mean, I guess my game plan or what I want to do today is really just uh, take a look at what's out there. And I also want to check out the play to win section. Um, I think it starts at two o'clock. Uh, I don't know. Kind of just see what's out there. Awesome. So those are some things that you want to do. Yeah, what, I mean, <laughs> what are we gonna What are we gonna bring to the show this episode? Do you have any suggestions for? Hopefully, you can interview some people and kind of get a feel of who's here. I don't know. Yeah. So I think well, <laughs> we're we're going at it as kind of hobby board gamers, but also we want to bring some content to our audience about education and maybe hopefully talk to some people that have a connection between education and board games at the con. We'll see. Yeah, it'll definitely be nice to maybe learn some new games, especially ones that could be applied to the classroom. Ooh. Well, you can answer that question about apply to the classroom, (laughs) but are you excited to play any games? Because that's one thing I always talk about in a lot of people that talk about game-based learning is just to play a lot of games so we can understand the different mechanics, different experiences through playing games that we can apply to our classroom. But are there any like games that you're just interested in checking out that you hope to maybe see at the convention? Um, I guess I've been meaning to purchase parks for a while. Ooh, that might and that, the local be there. our local Barnes and Noble doesn't have it in stock anymore, which made me kind of sad. Um, and so I'll probably look out for that one today. So we'll check out parks. I know at Pax Unplug, Jesse from Quacklope talked about that being one of his games that he suggests checking out because it's you can learn from it in a way that you play the game and you want to go out and actually visit some of these parks too. 
Yeah, and I got a chance to open it up and take a look inside. And one thing I read about it was that the artwork was actually done by different artists. And they're really unique, and I really like that about it. Nice. Well. How about you? Oh, man. I was hoping I'd get away with answering (laughs) that question. I think there are a few. Kirk recently... Yeah. commented on a Facebook post saying Dice Throne was his favorite two-player game. And I really wanted to play that at PAX Unplugged. I'm not really f- too sure what the game is, like what type of game it is. I know it's you build your character and your characters fight each other and you have kind of a dice management system in the game. I'm not really sure, so I guess I'll I'll find out today or this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I'm excited for that. And then just maybe Mystic Veil vale again. I'd like to try that again if that's in the game okay. library. Which if you haven't been to a convention, if you just curious about going to a convention, a lot of them have game libraries where you can just go and just play any of the games they have. So, Oh, I might spend some time there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's hot. We're in Los Angeles. We're inside a car in the in basement a of a <laughs> parking garage. It's getting hot in here. So we're going to go check out the convention. Sounds good. Let's go. Here we are, day number two. Well, actually, day number three of the convention, but our day number two. And we're adapting. Because yesterday, <laughs> I think, was a bit of a selfish day for us. We played a lot of games, and that's okay. So we can talk a little bit about our experience at Strategicon just as board game hobbyers or hobby board gamers. So, Grace, what games did we play yesterday? The first game we played was Quacks of Quid- Quidlinburg. Quidlinburg, thank you. Um, And that was a lot of fun. Um, We grabbed that from the library. The nice thing here is they have a board game library where you can just uh, exchange your ID or check it out with your ID and take any game from their library. And they have a really good collection. And that was one game you had previously played and it was my first time. So as we sat down, we were able to get some other players with us. Or player with us, one other player. Yeah, we had someone come <laughs> join us to play. And so it was a lot of fun meeting uh, another person and just getting to know, know the game a little bit better. And you were kind of teaching us along the way. Yeah, I mean, I read the rule book out loud to you pretty much because I really couldn't remember how to play. I remember what the game was like. But yeah, it's a fun push your luck bag builder. Yeah, we were playing it pretty safe at the beginning, but towards the end, we just decided we'd risk it a little bit more. Yeah, and then we followed that up with another bag builder, Orleans, or Orleans. (laughs) We're not good at pronouncing these names, but yeah, I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, I am all about worker placement type of games where um, working on your board, trying to accomplish things and the bag was a nice element to that so I actually really enjoyed that yeah I like that one too I that was the second time I played that one as well and I when we 
when he asked the player that played with us with quacks, he had asked if we played it, and I said no. But as soon as he got it out, I was like, oh, yeah, I played this. And I did terrible the first time. So there is the the university track. It's like the you send your scholars to university to multiply your score. And if you don't do that, you kind of really fail. Yeah, I realized that probably halfway through the game that I needed to move up in that track in order for everything that I was doing to be worth anything. Um, so I was a little behind you guys um, in getting up that track, but thankfully I was always seemed to be the top farmer, and so that really helped me just gain coins along the way. Yeah, you got a lot of coins, wow. Um, but maybe... I, the thing that I liked most about this game is we all, ever since the first turn, took such different routes, took such different routes, um, but yet the end game was just so close. Um, so I really like that everyone can be doing such different things, but then towards the end it's really, really close. And we also checked out the play-to-win room that supports Los Angeles firefighters. So that was pretty cool. You play a game. If you win the game, you get an extra ticket for the raffle. So you get one ticket just for playing, and then you get an extra ticket for the prize raffle if you win. Yeah, and they're accepting donations for raffle tickets as well. That goes to the L.A. Fire Department, which is nice. Yeah, and Grace won two of those games so we got to add some extra <laughs> tickets to the raffle and we put all of our tickets so there's a selection of games and you could choose what box you want to put your tickets in and what game did we choose if we didn't already own clank we probably would have put it there but we chose the quacks of quacks of quinlinburg <laughs> thank you i'm never gonna pronounce that correctly <laughs> And then we went to my favorite, one of my favorite games, one of my all-time favorite games, Two Rooms and a Boom. Yeah. Someone so hosted the game there. That was a lot of fun. I want to say there were like 25 to 30 people playing that. And we physically had two separate rooms in the conference, which was cool. Um, a lot of times when we played, we just played in one big room on two separate corners. So it kind of added another element of actually physically moving from room to room. Um, that was nice, and <laughs> the first game, I was the mistress, and immediately made the bad decision of card sharing with the wife. She was the leader of the room. She, oh yeah, she was the leader of the room, and she had it in me to make sure I don't complete my goal. Yeah. yeah, so she was pretty adamant about that. So the last game we played of the night, right, I think, that was the last game was Tapestry, which was... Kind of interesting. We we grabbed it from the library and we went and sat in the open play area and we put up a player's wanted sign, which is really cool because you can find other people to play with. And we had one person come sit down and play and then two other boys that were like, I want to say eighth grade, maybe, maybe freshman, maybe seventh grade. No, they're definitely middle school. It was a lot of fun to teach them the game. They did have a lot of questions because at that age, you're just really curious as to how the game works and um, but I, one of them ended up beating us. I mean, we had to end the game <laughs> early because the game library closes at midnight, so we had to return it. But, yeah, I think that game was it was interesting. I'd like to try it again because we didn't really get a full feel of how it plays. 
Yeah, it was a good experience though because everyone, the whole table was learning the game as we went. So we kind of went over the rule book um, and went over the different elements of the game. And it was nice that the kids had some questions because we also <laughs> didn't necessarily have the answer for them. So it was something where they had a question and was like, oh, that's a really good question. Like, let's look that up. Um, and it was nice because we got to learn this new game. But again, um, we didn't get to finish it. So it'd be nice to kind of play it again and see how it works yeah so that's those are the games we played what did you think about just the overall feel of the convention and the environment and what was going on it's not what i expected to be honest so this is my first u.s convention and in taiwan it was mainly like one big room and of like publishers designers and all these people and in that big room would be where there'd be like play testers, people selling you things. And it was mainly the focus was that room. The conference here is a little bit different. Um, it seems more geared towards families, to be honest. Um, but the actual convention or like um, the expo hall is very, not very small, but relatively small compared to... Uh, the ones in Taiwan, and I can't even imagine what PAX or any of those Gen Con ones would be like. Um, but one thing I really like about this convention is they have a lot of breakout rooms where people are playing different games, and they're all, it's really well organized of RPG games. Um, they have uh, different tournaments happening. In different rooms, they have the play-to-win games, uh, which we talked about with the raffles. They have party game rooms. They have video game rooms. They have, like, family area, like, family game play areas. So I think it really is a great place to just, like, play games. Yeah, I think this is a very much a play con i think if that's the right terminology but definitely if you're listening to this and you've been to a few conventions let us know if you've been to strategic con if it is unique to or unique to any other cons because it's definitely different than pax unplugged pax unplugged was humongous the expo hall was huge there were a lot of breakout rooms here it's it's still i'd say it's still big but it's it's the rooms are kind of isolated where it's not, it wasn't necessarily like that at PAX Unplugged, at least the year I went. And I think it would be really cool in the future to kind of have a space for, this is something we talked about in the PAX Unplugged episode, is have a space for educators to meet in one of these breakout rooms and have like different literature and suggestions for teachers and ways to get involved in using games in class. So I think Strategicon is a perfect space for that because of all these breakout rooms yeah and it seems like um we've been chatting with a couple of people and it seems like there are educators that come to these and it would be nice to have like a resource center for them as well right so today our game plan is to play some more games of course we're gonna try to get some interviews in 
again, we had to adapt on the fly. We 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 got a little selfish and played some games and a lot of games yesterday. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to some people about their experiences well. Um, but we'll see how it goes today. Yeah, I'm excited to play more. All right, Grace, it is now a little bit later in the week. The board game convention Strategicon is over. Yes. Would you go back? Yes, I would. Oh, you would. All right. <laughs> you I, expected me to say no? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. What was the highlight of the overall convention? I think I really enjoyed uh, doing... Just the free play at the in the basement, personally. So you liked hanging out down in the basement? Yeah. Um, I really like checking out games in the library and taking it down uh, in the basement area where you could play games with people. And uh, we set up our games that we played. They had signs that we could um, put up on the table as we were setting up to kind of alert people that we needed more players. So I really enjoyed doing that, and we got to meet some cool people. Yeah, it was awesome. It was nice to meet some new gamers. And I, like I said, and like anyone that's listening knows, that I've only been to one other convention in the U.S., and you've been to the first one this time. And Yeah, that was my first one. So I think... I, I'm pretty sure that's a common thing. Um, I saw it at PAX, but in my experience before, I didn't really play with people I didn't know. Uh, but that was that was a lot of fun to meet new players and play with new people that I didn't know before sitting down playing the game. I really like that board games kind of are uh, not an icebreaker, but definitely helps you uh when meeting new people because you all have kind of a common goal and you have the game in front of you as a uh topic starter <laughs> topic starter yeah yeah i i agree i think having games or board games with new people is definitely a social lubricant yeah a lot of people use that <laughs> expression so the board game library was your favorite part of the convention, and you would go back. Yes, what, I would. Uh, would you do anything differently if you went back? Because they do that strategic con, I think, at least three times a year. It looks like I thought I was seeing maybe more. but I think they said for like almost every long weekend with a holiday, that like Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, this past one was President's Day weekend. How many of those do we have? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's three. There's three right there. <laughs> yeah. So what would you do anything differently if you went back or if if when you do go back how about Um I think I definitely would I would pay a little more attention to the schedule uh because of work and stuff I didn't go on Friday or Monday so our time there was limited and so I realized I probably would have enjoyed doing some of the tournaments and I kind of didn't 
look at the schedule in time. Uh, so by the time I had realized there was a tournament I would be interested in, it was already starting or had already uh, finished. So I think I'd have fun with that. I really, 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 really want you to enter a key forge tournament. <laughs> no, it'd be terrible. <laughs> Come on, because you always beat me, so I'd like to see you enter. I beat you, but I don't think we played enough. So, like, I wouldn't be fast enough. I don't know the cards too well. So each time we play, I'm rereading all the cards, making sure what I do is, like, valid. So it would might just be annoying for the person I'm playing with. That's okay. One of the biggest and most redeeming qualities of Keyforge players I hear is they're very patient. <laughs> Where did you hear that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just made it. Okay. So I think, I think it would be okay, though, playing with them and not... You wouldn't have to worry. I think it's a, especially at a board game convention because I think that there are likely to be a lot of new players just trying to figure out what this right. what Keyforge is all about. I mean, we don't play it a lot, but I think it would be fun to enter a tournament. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, I think this convention did a really good job for maybe people that aren't as into games as the rest of us. Um, even from the beginning in the schedule or the program that they give you there's a whole page of um basically a little intro to gaming and kind of introducing games to non-players and that's um why they even had a whole section focused on games for non-board gamers meaning more like party games and more of those social games that are a little easier for people to pick up. And so it was nice to see that they had a whole section just for that and it seemed a little less intimidating. Unlike when you walk around like the miniature section, I felt super intimidated there, even though I played games with like miniatures, uh, but that's just a whole different level. Yeah, I would love to get involved with miniatures, uh, but it's, it's time consuming and it's expensive from what I hear, but I think I would still love to be able to sit down and play a couple of miniatures games like the the bigger ones, uh, like Warhammer or there's Kingdom Death Monsters, another one. Yeah. Those would be fun. I mean, I enjoy just observing, uh, but definitely felt like there was a little bit of a barrier between me sitting down and learning how to play. But that just might be my own um, made up barrier that I am putting for myself because <laughs> I'm sure they'd be super welcoming and everyone at the convention was um, so I'm sure if I do want to check it out I could definitely try it out all right so what would I do differently you asked? oh yes <laughs> what would you do differently what did you enjoy the most um, so I think one thing I would definitely do differently and I'm going to try to make an effort moving forward with more conventions is try to build a community at the convention, maybe like really before going, setting up a time and a space. And I know Strategicon has space that maybe you could get a little room as a group, uh, but or even just finding an open table in one of the areas. It's just really hard because I, I'm new to conventions and just going to a different new convention like I've never been to PAX I've never been to Strategicon so I don't know, really know where I can go to gather with other people that are educators as well 
but thinking about ways to do that in the future for sure. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And my favorite part was when I beat you all in Dinosaur Island on the last turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I honestly thought I had another turn, and so I was planning on doing something similar the next round, but you so, beat me to it. Dinosaur Island, for anyone not familiar, it's it's kind of like a worker placement dice drafting game uh, based on Jurassic Park or loosely based on Jurassic Park but it has an end mechanic where end game mechanic where once you reach once all the objectives have been reached by any number of players it ends the game and on the very last turn I got all <laughs> the objectives so I was yeah, pretty Yeah I think there were thrilled. seven objectives that no one had yeah, the touched. Had, yeah, until that last turn, no one had any objectives. And then the very last turn, I got seven, and another player got like three or four. And yeah, I think a, you and you. someone else got like two. No, I got none, and so I did the one. other player. Um, we uh, were still betting on. He oh, got he one because we, we, he realized he forgot to put his, his thing on there, and he forgot that he had managed to complete one. But yeah, I think it's fun. So I was the only one that didn't complete anything. <laughs> Yeah, That's I, I want to try it again because I don't know if I just got lucky or what, but I was in I was in last place the entire time. Yeah. Which lets you go first, which helped me manage and juggle that very last round to where I could just set everything up perfectly. Yeah, I thought I was doing really well and on a good footing. Um, it was just when I ran out of money <laughs> and was spending a lot of time, like my turns or workers just getting money, um, I think I mismanaged in the beginning. All right, so that's Strategicon. Four thumbs up from Dustin and Grace. Yeah. And we'll be back. Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games, or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening, and until next time.